Hello, and welcome to another episode of Goddess of Crypto. For these episodes, we are talking about how to call in more money. And the most important thing for you to know right now is that you are probably doing it wrong. No offense, but it's most of the time in my experience when I do transformational wealth coaching, I have discovered that everybody is always looking to the outside as to how to call in more money instead of to the inside. The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money, including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse is all these things too. Welcome to the Goddess of Crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply, so you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female. During this month of January, we are talking about all the new year, new you stuff, and the episodes are about how to really align yourself more than anything to wealth, as opposed to looking to learn something new, get educated about it in a way that would teach you something about bringing in more money or about how to make more money or about how to get all things going with your money stuff. We are focusing more on how to get to a place where the money is able to come to you more easily. Now, I want to talk for a minute. If you've been following with Goddess of Crypto for any length of time, you know that I'm a very spiritual person and you know that for me, God is like breathing. So this isn't really going to be a spiritual episode, but I want you to understand that from my perspective, you're either blocking your money or you're open to it. And when you're blocking it, it's usually because you have some part of a belief system that says that you can't have it, you don't deserve it, you had it all and you lost it, you were raised a certain way, there's something going on that's like getting in your way about that. So this is a core teaching that I do all the time with all of my clients. And I just want to share it with you because I think it's so important. And that core belief is that when you come from the inside and you shift what's going on on the inside, the come from that is going to help change what you get on the outside. So it's really the reverse of how most people think of how to earn money, how to make money. That's really south of what we're talking about today. So the principle, I call it working out at the spiritual gym. And you're going to get an idea of this because you know what it's like to work out at the gym. You've got muscles. And when you show up, your muscles are floppity or you've been using them, but they haven't been trained properly. And your gym work is to get them disciplined and to get them elongated, stretched, then be able to build them up. That's why we go to the gym. And that expression, use it or lose it, it's true about your money muscles too. In order for you to get to that place where your spiritual muscles are all built up, guess what? You got to work those out too. And most people tend not to do that. Now, if you're the sort of person that starts your morning with prayer or meditation, you are definitely on the right track already. These are the pieces that I suggest to people when they're talking about how to work out at the spiritual gym for themselves. This is kind of the overarching structure that I use. 
And what you're invited to do, if you want to challenge yourself, you know, it's January. So a lot of people are doing like new year, new you things. And I think it's a great idea to challenge yourself with what could be possible for you. So just pick the things that feel good to you. So as you hear them, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I'd like to do that. Or, oh, that sounds icky. So if it sounds icky, don't do it. If it sounds really good to you, then yes, you can get in there and do it. But there's a bunch of different things. And I'm not saying you should do all of them. I'm saying you should do the ones that feel really good to you. The idea is pick the stuff that you're going to stick with. If you know you only have 15 minutes every morning, don't pick something that you're going to feel disappointed because you didn't get it accomplished because it's really going to take 25 minutes every day or get up 10 minutes sooner. Hey, those are your options. Here's a super basic spiritual gym practice. Have consistent bedtimes and have consistent rising times. That actually can make a huge difference. If you know that you're going to be getting up at seven o'clock in the morning, you're going to be working at the spiritual gym from seven to seven 30. That can make a really big difference because it's a structure of discipline. And those structures are your scaffolding upon which to build. So I think that's a really important principle to make. Then when it comes to like what the tools are that you put into your toolbox, maybe you've tried stuff already, like you've tried journaling or you've tried meditation and you didn't like it. But did you try this particular type of journaling or have you done all the different types of journaling there are because there's a bunch of them? Have you tried just one kind of meditation or have you tried all the kinds of meditations that there are because there's a bunch of them? I would say if you've tried it and it didn't work for you in the past, maybe give it a shot again, but this time do some research. The Google is your friend and you want to see what makes sense. For example, if you tried guided meditation and you didn't like that, maybe try an open-eyed meditation. There's a really fun Zen meditation called Zazen, where you keep your eyes open the entire time and you keep them focused just on one single point the entire time. It's a very, very mindful practice. I enjoy it very much because it's so mindful. We take in 80% of our information in through our vision. So when you close your eyes, a lot of times it can make your brain go crazy if you haven't really spent any time meditating before. So just experiment and see what could work for you. If you've done journaling before, was it blue sky journaling? Was it gratitude journaling? Gratitudes are a great part of working out at the spiritual gym. So just pick the stuff that you feel is really going to work for you. All right. I've mentioned some of the things that I think are important parts of spiritual gym work. I would say some kind of prayer or meditation or both is very important. And for me, it's not a matter of what God looks like to you. It's a matter of connecting with your higher power every single day. And if your higher power is nature or unseen forces, guided intuition, and that's what works for you, it may be that taking a walk in nature would be a good substitute for prayer. I think that doing some kind of meditation, whether that's a guided, a silent meditation, that open-eyed type of meditation, or even a walking meditation, I just recommend something. And something that's worked for me recently that I really have enjoyed is the idea of working out in the spiritual gym with a white noise. So when I want to sit and be still, I'll do it with a fan as white noise. Like literally I'll say, Alexa, start white noise fan or white noise air conditioner, and it will bring up a really appropriate sound. So you can use that tool if you've got one or look for those words on YouTube. There will be something for you there as well. And Deepak Chopra, I believe I read, gets up at four o'clock in the morning and meditates for two hours a day. I ascribe to the Abraham Hicks theory 
that we are put on this earth to have a lot of fun and to be enjoy all the time and that 15 minutes a day of meditation is enough. So that's what I focus on is the 15 minutes a day of meditation. And if I don't have time for whatever reason, if I overslept or something happened in my day where I need to get up and go, I still will just be in stillness for five minutes. That often can be enough. And then I start every day now with something called the five-minute journal. And that's a book that you can actually buy online where they ask you to have gratitudes, three things you're grateful for every day, three things that says today would be great if, and there's three things that you can pick. And then in the evening, it's you spend three minutes in the morning and then two minutes in the evening. And the two minutes in the evening, you say three amazing things that happened today are. And I happen to really like that. I used to be in a group with five other women. We called ourselves the I am chicks. I was in that group throughout my 30s and we would email back and forth to each other every day. And it was five I am statements. And I am is, those are the words of creation. So when you say I am, that's the equivalent of calling into creation the thing that you want. So I am powerful. I am enjoy. I am joy. I am peace, I am harmony, I am love, those sorts of things. And again, aligning with those, setting the intention for those can be very, very powerful. The I am chicks, we had five things we were grateful for, and we had five I ams, and then we had five things we were creating that day. And then we had an overarching word of the month. And I pick an overarching word for the year. For me this year, it's amplification. My podcast is an example of that, but I have words that a word that I use, my word last year was surrender. And it's just a touchstone, a little anchor for me to come back to and return to throughout the year. So because it's January, if you don't have a word of the year, I encourage you to find one. And then once you do, to maybe pick an intention for the month that aligns with that goal. For example, I have a program that's going to be coming out and I want to get it completed and out into the world in January. And it's almost done and I've been the bottleneck. So now I'm committing to that. And that's a way of amplifying myself. And next month, I'll have a different goal. So if you're interested in setting an intention for yourself for the month, that's a good way of doing that. Other tools for your spiritual gym work are reading, reading from a powerful book. I have six books just sitting next to me right now. I know you can see all of the books on my bookshelf next to me. Right now, I have Pam Grout. E to the third. This is nine more energy experiments that prove manifesting magic and miracles is your full-time gig. I love Pam Grout and I love E squared and E third is my next read. This is three steps to quantum wealth by Linda P. Jones. So just reading about like what other wealth coaches are talking about, I think is really important. I ran into this book called Frogs into Princes, Neuro-Linguistic Programming by Richard Bandler and John Grinder. So that's a very colorful cover. That's a book that I want to read as well. A book called The Art of Relationship, Uncover the Magic of Unconditional Love. These are by my beloved clients in my travel practice, Sheila and Marcus Gillette, The Wisdom of Theo. So this is Sheila Channel's Theo. So The Art of Relationship is the channel book from Theo on relationships. Then I have a book here called The End of the World is Just the Beginning, Mapping the Collapse of Globalization. That is not by Peter Zihan. I'm looking forward to reading this. This is not a good spiritual gym book. 
because it's not going to make you feel inspired. It's probably going to make you feel a little sad and a little upset about the state of the world. Maybe it will inspire me, but if you're really looking for a book that is a spiritual book or a book that is some kind of inspirational guidance is really what you're looking for. The last book here in my stack is called Compass Energetics, Learn How to Heal Your Energy Body. And this is by a client of mine, Jeffrey Miraflor, Compass Energetics. So I didn't even intend to show these to you. They literally are my next stack of books to read. And I'm always reading something, but I like to read 10 pages a day from a book. Usually it's the same book. So I'll read and read until it's complete, but there's no rule to that. I could read 10 pages a day, open to a random 10 pages. That's often a way to be in the energy of the space as well, to do an intuitive guided reading by just opening to something random. I also love the idea of pulling a card. So I have a bunch of card decks that I use. My favorite one is called Gifts from the Goddess. I've actually been using it for years. Like it was one of my earliest spiritual tools. And I'll pull a card every day and then just read in the deck about the card. This morning, I pulled from my partner's deck, which is a book of Ganesha cards. And I think it's called Lord Ganesha is the name of the deck. And the card that I pulled was called Spiritual Transformation. And I thought that was really beautiful. And I love the card decks because usually the cards themselves are beautifully illustrated. And to me, it's always a message from your soul. I want to say I actually have a set of cards that's called Messages from Your Soul. That kind of thing is popular. So you can look for card decks online or in most bookstores and card shops. They tend to carry them and they're usually really beautiful. So I like those spiritual tools because I want stuff that really awakens all of my senses, that makes me feel like it's a really beautiful thing. So I encourage you to use that as well. I love setting an intention for the day. I love setting three goals for my day. I call this my empowered to-do list. So I'll set three goals that I know I can accomplish in the day and then a reward for myself as well. And when I set those goals, I have like a little tiny whiteboard and I just write the three goals on there. And I go through periods where I don't do this and I go through periods where I do it very consistently. It's just a choice but you want to get to the accomplishment of your bigger goals by breaking them down into smaller pieces. How do we eat the elephant one bite at a time? How do your goals get broken down into elephant bites? And it's those elephant bites, the things you can accomplish in one day that you're getting onto your empowered to-do list. And this is a very powerful tool and rewarding yourself is very important because we have a tendency not to. So when you get done with all that you have created in your spiritual gym work, that's the next thing to do is to take aligned action for those spiritual tools. Now, why is all of this important? Because when you are being consistent with not just stretching your body, but stretching your mind and expanding toward your intentions, you are actually able to call wealth to you more easily. You're not going to get money by the bag of money falling on your head or by you winning the lottery with very, very few exceptions. Maybe one of you will have a bag of money drop on your head. Maybe one of you will win the lottery. But most people walk around hoping for the bag of money or the lottery win. That's why the lotteries are always so big because everybody's always putting money in hoping that they'll be the one lucky person. I would rather see you make your own luck. And in order for that to happen, this is not brain surgery but it is about taking consistent action. 
So there's nothing here that's like a little Christmas miracle. It's you being consistent and showing up consistently every day. And it's pretty straightforward. We want to tell God, spirit, the universe, what we desire so that we can have it. We want to show up with the thing that we want so that the universe can bring that thing to us. God gets confused when you pray for mushy things, basically. When you worry, you're praying for stuff you don't want. Don't pray for stuff you don't want. Pray for the stuff you do want. When you can see it already happening, you're already halfway there. So when you pray for something, but you don't think it's possible, you're not letting it in. Working out at the spiritual gym can make you more consistent to allow it in. We don't just want to pray for the things that we desire. We don't want to pray that we get rich. We want to take actions to get there. We want to take them from the come from the place of knowing that we already have it, that it is already possible. So there is your spiritual gym workout. I would love it if you would write to me and tell me what you're doing to work out at the spiritual gym. I would love it if you would comment, share, let every woman that you know know about this podcast. Goddess of Crypto is by women, for women. I only interview women and I share my insights on how to bring more wealth. And crypto as a vehicle for that is perfect. But Goddess of Crypto is about so much more than that. And this month, it's about aligning with your wealth. So I will look forward to hearing what you have to say. And again, I hope that you share this with all of the women that you know in your life. Until next time, I will see you on Goddess of Crypto. Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money. You can find her at goddessofcrypto.me. That's goddessofcrypto.me. Be sure to subscribe to Goddess of Crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on YouTube. And remember, wealth isn't just your privilege, it's your right. <laughs>